I'm Claire. And today we're talking about Netflix's new horror show, The Haunting of Hill House. So we're going to start off in a spoiler-free section, and then we will be clearly marking when spoilers will start occurring. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So first, a little synopsis. So Netflix's Haunting of Hill House is loosely based on Shirley Jackson's 1959 book of the same name. It's a classic that inspired Stephen King. Uh, Wait, you're kidding. I didn't even know it was based on anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the point where we should say that um, I am obsessed with this TV show. Claire introduced me to it, but I'm obsessed with it, uh, and I finished it before her. And mm-hmm. so I asked that for this episode, I get to do all the research, and she get to be the person who learns all the Not cool do shit. anything. <laughs> yeah. So we've both seen it all the way through now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm... I've got a lot of behind the scenes. Yes. Shit. So it's based on a novel by Shirley Jackson. Did she write anything else? Do you know? Yes. I don't remember the the book title, but, mm-hmm. a, but she wrote know. other shit. Yeah, yeah, she's a nice horror author. Do you know when the book came out? 1959. 1959. That's so long ago. I know. I was like, if if it inspired Stephen King, he's been writing since you know early 80s. I know. So that shit's got to be kind of old. At yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's actually cool because there's a lot of easter eggs in this and for a lot stephen of, king shit not not just stephen king shit uh-huh. but like there's homages to shirley jackson which is why there's a character named shirley oh who's i not get in it. the book really shirley's so, not in the book like i said it's really loosely based mm-hmm. and we're still failing to actually tell the synopsis so i'm gonna get get i'm gonna say that and then i'm gonna get back to all the easter Mm -hmm. eggs so um the tv show focuses on the crane family uh made up of two parents and five kids who move into hill house for a summer in order to flip it and resell it uh the show switches back and forth between that summer in the 90s uh and the present where the kids have become adults and shows the trauma they experienced in that haunted house and how it shaped them as people. So, the book actually is about three strangers who go to Hill House, um, but their names are Theo, um, Eleanor, and uh, Luke. But, oh. they're, but they're not at all the same characters. That's so interesting. Uh huh. Is it sort of the same house though? Like the same idea of the house? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Mike Flanagan is the creator of this TV show. Uh, he directed it, wrote it, and produced it. Wow. Usually that does not turn out great. I know. Like with The Room. <laughs> <laughs> but he also, he has horror cred. He made Oculus. Oh, shit. And Ouija Origin of Evil. Which is the good which one. Which is the good That's one. That's the only good Ouija movie. <laughs> yes. It's the only good one. So. I'm impressed. There okay. you go. No wonder they let him do all that. Yeah. So it's just. So, such an excellent TV show. S- spoiler free, what do you what do you think of it? What did I think of it? Yeah. I thought it was definitely the best horror TV show I've ever seen. Uh honestly, there's not to that many fair, out there limited. though. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like the only one I've ever seen otherwise was like the there was some Scream Netflix. Queens? It was Scream I didn't really watch Scream okay. Queens. There was like a slasher TV show also made by Netflix, but I remember watching the first episode and like hating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, well, they don't have a great track record, but I'll give you a chance, Netflix. Right. Uh, and then it was fucking amazing. And I watched the, um, the Scream TV show, which was also bad. Honestly, this is the first horror TV show that I've seen that like took itself really, really seriously and didn't try to be like a teen drama or also a comedy or also some other thing or also like, oh, it's the real life story of what happened, whatever. You know, it's like, we're going to be like if you made a really, really good horror movie and made it like 12 hours long. Yes. (laughs) It's so so long. That's why I feel like it's comparable to horror movies rather than other horror TV shows. There's nothing really like it out there right Mm -hmm. now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I was saying about homages, uh, there's a character named Steven who's a horror author in, yeah. in mm-hmm. this TV show, oh, Stephen yeah. King. Oh my God. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. 
Um, That's amazing. I know. I like did not get that at all. Yeah. That one's so on the nose and I'm so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And and then there's Shirley named for the original author, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so so those are the those are the kids names. It's uh, Steve is the oldest. He grows up to be a horror author. Shirley um, is next. She is a, a funeral home director. Yeah. Um, mortician. mortician. I think she's actually yeah. a mortician, mortician too. She's like both. Yes. Um, then there's Theodora, Theo, who's the middle child, and uh, she grows up to be a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Luke. For a second, I briefly thought you were just going to say she grew up to be a lesbian, <laughs> which is also the case. It's true. She's also a lesbian, and mm-hmm. she's amazing. But I also a psychiatrist. Theo. Theo's a great character. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a lesbian. Just like Aunt Theo. Just like, like Aunt that's Theo. that's actually what the kid's like. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, Luke... Uh, who's a drug addict you learned very quickly in the tv show so not a spoiler mm-hmm. um and uh nell who what does she what do does nell do actually she doesn't really have a job her job is to just be like shafted the whole tv show <laughs> her job is to be in crisis <laughs> mood <laughs> Okay, so another spoiler-free thing is mm-hmm. um, one thing. I, one thing I think this show nails um, is the balance between showing their characters ghosts and them believing or not believing in those ghosts. Because, like, frequently in horror, you'll see you know parents or someone disbelieving the supernatural to a really ridiculous extent, and you're like, that person is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times, you'll see the opposite where someone believes in ghosts right away you're like that person is also stupid there is a logical explanation for this (laughs) yeah um but i feel like this show nails it the characters believe or disbelieve each in their own way um and the effects of gaslighting that they've experienced their whole lives um and a counter narrative of potential mental illness leaves them completely Mm -hmm. discombobulated it has like a really really good way of showing people actually trying to like look at ghosts and like deal with that thought you know like in order at this point for me to like not hate a character immediately they have to have a certain period of like i must be on drugs or like hallucinating or something right you have to go with the logical explanation first yeah and this is what the characters they're not like immediately terrified for some dumbass reason yeah this tv show deals a lot with family trauma um the repercussions of uh, loss and yeah it's yeah really a deep and well done mm-hmm. extremely well done show. yeah but it's also not like a huge downer you know what i mean oh i <laughs> like, mean like like it's sad but i don't like like really really sad things that are just sad the whole time and are just like god isn't this sad sad tv show really great you're, you're right <laughs> you know it's not i can't think of an example but it's just yeah. not dwelling in its... yeah yeah like it's dark shit yeah extremely. <laughs> and you should only watch it if you want to watch dark sad shit because there's mostly that yes <laughs> but it's just it's not annoying it's not in annoying it. in its extreme sadness and yeah. the characters are so good that you're not like why is everyone crying all the time or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because they look like people. That That's exactly it. The characters are so fully fleshed out mm-hmm. that nobody does anything that you're like, well, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just like everyone's a complete person. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't have very much else to say in the non-spoiler section. In the section. non-spoiler section? Let me think. It's great. <laughs> in <laughs> well, conclusion, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <don't> do <laughs> okay. Seven seconds of total silence. <laughs> okay. It's really, mm-hmm. really, really fucking really good. great. Go watch it if Please you have not. It. So we're going to listen to the rest of this. We're going to enter spoiler section. If you have not seen the TV show and you're even the slightest bit interested in horror, I beg you to turn this podcast off. Go watch all ten episodes and then come back. Are there only ten episodes? Yeah. When I was watching it, because they're all so long. Yeah. Every time I was like, God, I'm used to like, like maybe five really long episodes of a TV show. Yeah. But there were so many. Yeah, and they're all like I'm not like complaining, like... but they're so long. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so where where do you want to start? 
with spoiler section. This is your this is this your is one my territory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's jump right in to the ending. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the end, first of all, uh, partially because the show is so fucking long, uh, I thought that it ended at least like three separate episodes at the very end. Like I'd watch the end of like the seventh episode and be like, oh, I can't believe it's over. <laughs> and then it was like, do you want to watch the next one? And I was like, oh my God, no, it's 10 PM. <laughs> I have to go to bed. Um, and then that happened again and again, again and again actual... and again, uh, until the real ending. But you're always like, Oh my God, that's the end. Cause it has like this finality to it every episode. And then they're like, Oh, just kidding. You forgot this one giant detail that yeah. we didn't touch on yet. Yeah. All right. So first of all, in our spoiler section, uh, we're going to do a synopsis of the spoilered plot. So uh, let's see. The five kids uh, have a very traumatic night that they call the night in their um, very haunted hill house. Uh, and it it leads to um, their mother dying. We don't, we're not fully sure how, but... Uh, for most of the show, you're not sure how. Yeah, for most of the show, you're not sure how. Um, so the kids grow up and, uh, do their own separate thing. They're very mm-hmm. fractured. They're mostly, there, there are several rifts where, you know, so and like Shirley isn't talking to Steve and yeah, everyone seems to have dealt with their not good childhood in their own ways and in interesting ways that like impact their relationships with each other and with other people. Right. And uh, the thing that I really, really liked is the throughout the show, as we said before, it's flashing back and forth between what happens when they're children and what happens when they're adults. And the spoilery version of that is that throughout the whole show, it's flashing, moving forward in the future in their childhood uh, leading up to the night where that thing happened to their mom that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're watching what's happening to them when they're adults. You know, they're like mid-20s, 30s. And how that also escalates. And then you get to understand altogether how the story ends up when they're like adults and what happened when they were kids. Right, yes. Which was so cool. So, so well executed, too. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the first episode, we find out that the youngest child, Nell, has died. She, She went back to Hill House uh, and she's now dead. And and then the rest of their adult lives is mostly dealing with the consequences of that for mm-hmm. the rest of the TV show. Sort of brings back their memories of Hill House and how it still impacts them. Right. Because by then it's been years and years since they've ever been there. But right. apparently it was still weighing heavily on Nell, so now they all have to deal with that. Yes. All right. So what we eventually find out is that Nell has had a shit fucking life Mm -hmm. um she had some serious you know trauma as a child she was haunted by this ghost called that she called the bent neck lady um ever since since she was a kid and Mm -hmm. she's still seen flashes of her even as an adult Mm -hmm. um so she she attributes this to um sleep paralysis uh in which this is a real phenomenon in which people you know kind of wake up but are still paralyzed um because their brains haven't fully turned on and then they can hallucinate and see very scary things mm-hmm. so it's a, again one of those really practical explanations for why somebody's seeing supernatural elements yeah and that's also something that i feel is kind of left up to the viewer even to the very end whether it's supernatural or whether it could potentially be just mental illness Mm-hmm. They certainly, uh, at least Steve, tries to push that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Steve believes that they are, their whole family is mentally ill and... Cursed, sort yes. of, with mental illness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nell winds up going back to the house where she sees ghosts who trick her, uh, basically, into committing suicide. Um, more like they kill her, and uh, including, the, including the ghost of her mother who's still hanging around Hill House. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it turns out, it seems trying to kill the children. By the end, uh, 
several of the kids decide that they've seen several of the adults decide that they've seen ghosts several of them decide they haven't um and luke who is nell's twin brother the drug addict the drug addict goes to hill house uh because he's decided that it is haunted and he wants to burn it down um this leads the family into uh a bit of a frenzy to go after him because they think that he might they well the dad believes in the supernatural and knows that the house is going to hurt or kill luke for trying to hurt it mm-hmm. um and the other siblings just believe that he's going to go kill himself because he can't handle nell's death mm-hmm. so they all rush back to hill house uh to conquer it one last time mm-hmm. the sort of uh mirrored uh climax as mm-hmm seen in the original that night yes with their mother yeah. all those years ago yeah so as this is going on we find out that um their mother on that night uh had been she'd been increasingly haunted by these ghosts who were whispering in her ear and telling her like oh you know the outside world is so dangerous your kids are going to grow up and uh hurt themselves you know Mm-hmm. They they kind of predict uh, her twins' uh, future. So, mm-hmm. you know, Luke, she's haunted by visions of Luke saying he's going to put poison in himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nell saying that she's going to kill herself. And, mm-hmm. um, so she is convinced by these ghosts in Hill House uh, that she should kill her children. And by doing so, wake them up into a world where there are ghosts living in Hill House, never to be touched by anything in the outside world, and where they can stay young and mm-hmm. Not innocent be harmed. forever. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so one thing I wanted to talk about is what is the intention of the ghosts? Because at the end, uh, everyone is able to escape the house, uh, except for the dad, uh, who makes a bargain with the ghost version of their mother um, in order to let the kids go. He stays in the, stays at the house so that the kid, so that Olivia, the mom, will Mm -hmm. let the kids leave. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's this, there's, there's several final images that are very rosy and it feels almost inconsistent Mm -hmm. with the entire rest of this TV show. But I found some explanations online that mm-hmm. I actually really liked about it. Yeah. Um, Before I hear yours, can I tell mine? Do it. My uneducated thoughts on it? Do it. Um, I thought that was really one of the most interesting things about this whole TV show was how at the very, very end, they sort of see the house in this totally different light. Like the whole time it was this place of extreme fear and trauma and where their mom died and now where Nell died and where they became estranged from their dad who wouldn't tell them what happened that night and just took them away and then lost custody of them so they're all estranged from him and at the end it shows that this house full of ghosts which has always been so scary to all of them is is actually sort of magical almost in the way that it houses all these ghosts you know it sort of draws from the fear of death that is literally in every horror movie in the world uh and also is like wouldn't it be kind of cool if everyone you loved was still in this house and wasn't like dead yeah you would still visit (laughs) yeah and be like oh hey it's my mom and she's really my mom Mm -hmm. and that's what i wanted to talk about about the ghosts is that um on the one hand the house almost ends up being like a sanctuary for the dead so how does mm-hmm. that square with it torturing them the whole time that they're alive? Yeah. It's like it's it's like it is making almost making a real promise uh to Olivia the mom like we really will give you a sanctuary for you and mm-hmm. your loved ones if you just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a bargain, like, but that's true I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> they will never be injured and grow old, but they will also be dead and ghosts forever. Yeah. So this felt like kind of a cognitive dissonance for me that they see the house in this totally different way all of a sudden at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked the theory put forward by this YouTuber definition 
who argued that this is the way the house wins against mm. the humans. It uses their attachments to their dead relatives to get them to leave it alone, to refuse to Oh my god, it's destroy a, it. it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. That's so cool. I, know. I did not think of it like that. But that is what happens is for one thing, I don't even know how they'd get rid of it because Luke tries to burn it and the flames just go out even though he poured gasoline everywhere, mm-hmm. which was super cool looking when they did it in the show. <laughs> but also, like, now I have no <laughs> theories on how to kill it. Um, do you think that's what the mold was? For the whole show, they're trying to... Or not the whole show. Eventually, it comes out that there's mold everywhere. The whole house is just rife with it. And, of course, the parents were trying to flip it. They're like, we're fucked. But is that just them trying to be like, don't knock down any fucking walls in me. <laughs> That's I'm full of mold. <laughs> That's an interesting idea, but um, I actually heard a different theory Ooh, about what is the it? mold, mm-hmm. which is that, like, you know, why is it shown? It's It, it doesn't lead to payoff at the end, mm-hmm. seemingly. So why is it shown? Um, and this person put forward, like, I think that, you know, the mold is this is this other explanation for why they're hallucinating i don't know about all that that. (laughs) that's like when people are like there was mold spores in the water wells of salem and that's why they killed Uh. everyone it's like "Mm, that's a cop out (laughs) yeah probably yeah it's an interesting theory though (laughs) i'd be mad if anyone who worked on the show tried to be like have you guys considered that it was the mold? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, fuck you, Dave. <laughs> you wrote this whole show, own it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are the ghost's intentions? Um, and fitting into that, how much of the ghost is the true ghost? Like the soul of the dead person still talking? And how much is the house's manipulation? That is such an interesting question. Because like... At the end, the mom is not the mom. She'd never fucking kill her kids. So at least some of it's the house. And um, the the way the house survives is by through through the ghost attachments, like you said. So they have to be a certain level of asshole to try and be like, don't burn down the house or I'll die. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thought, though. It's it's one of those questions that I feel like this leaves open ended. Yeah, at the definitely. End, which I really, really like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to discuss about it. Yeah. Um. So one example that I thought of is you know is it uh there's a character called Poppy Hill. We we also learn about the Hills, uh, who are the family that inhabited this house before the Cranes did, mm-hmm. and um, there's one 1920s flapper girl called uh, poppy hill and poppy is the biggest um villain sort of i guess so i she's, besides the house <laughs> that's true she's she's the i get i guess that's true she's the one putting the face to the house i guess yeah. um she's the one who does most of the heavy lifting and convincing olivia to kill her kids mm-hmm. because it seems like we know she was literally insane like she was she met you know mr hill in an insane asylum that they were in together Mm -hmm. um so there is mental illness at play in this whole thing but um so poppy she does kill her kids or they die somehow and she's driven more insane by it Mm -hmm. it's It's unclear Mm -hmm. but maybe the house also made her do it the way that she is now passing that on to Olivia, trying to make her kill her kids. Um, so is that all Poppy? Or the house puppet mastering her ghost and her memory uh, maliciously? Interesting. It's I'm betting it's probably both, which right. is also a cop-out answer. Yeah. Um, because I bet the house has... It's been a while since the house has taken victims, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's very possible that all the people who cared about the hills are dead. So now that this new family's moved in, you got to get a new crop of ghosts so that the people who live don't burn you down. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is by having the Convincing ghosts you have on hand, you know, talk shit to uh, the new owners and be like, you should kill your fucking kids or at least die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or at least die. Or at least die. Mm-hmm. It's true. But they do stay reasonably within the character of each 
person or ghost that they're using yeah. to make it uncertain mm-hmm. what's going on, which is another thing. Which is interesting. Really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing is I want to talk about Nell. So Nell, as a ghost, continues on trying to do good for her family, basically, mm-hmm. which is evidence of, you know, the ho- we know that the house uses people sometimes with the ghosts and the images it's clear which which is which like when dead nell screams in horror at the realization that she's the bent bent neck lady so scary spoiler alert (laughs) um big spoiler alert since the house convinces her to kill herself um sort of it Mm -hmm. has the mom placing a necklace around nell's neck that's actually the noose Mm -hmm. and then pushing Nell off of the edge. Yes. Um, and then it drops her into these visions of her, you know, these these memories, her childhood and her adulthood, where the bent neck lady was haunting her, and it's herself. The whole time. Dun, dun, dun. That's so good. That's yeah. well done. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... There are also times where the house is clearly using memories or images to trick people, like by showing Nell her happy family all well in the house, including the husband that died tragically. Um, I'm going to cry. I know. Poor Nell. I know. And in order to tempt Nell to stay in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Or when it uses young Nell and young Luke predicting their own deaths. Mm -hmm. Uh as evidence that Olivia should kill them while they're still young. Um, and the rest of the time, it's pretty unclear which is which. Like, when Olivia places the noose-less around... Stop. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> when Olivia places the noose-slash-necklace around Nell's neck, is that a mother convinced she'll spare her daughter more pain, or a figment of the house trying to claim another body? Mm. again one of those kind of unanswerable yeah. ones like does or like does the house eat people it seems like it's one of those things right. monster house 2011 <laughs> <laughs> okay um now i just want to this is going to be very disorganized but i just uh-huh. want to jump into my some of my favorite things. okay okay so one of my favorite things that i'm going to love blowing your mind with uh-huh. is that um the creator mike flanagan confirmed um that each of the siblings is a stage of grief. Oh my god. Steve is... Wait, wait, wait. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Steve is denial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty clear. Shirley is... Okay, I need to remember the stages of grief. Hold on. Can it, it, I can tell you how okay. it goes. It goes okay. uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Okay. Steve is denial uh theo is anger okay i'm gonna make my guesses and then you'll tell me okay no nell is depression <laughs> no okay i'm just gonna write it down so much wrong hold on bargaining who would bargaining be okay maybe luke is depression okay i have my final guesses okay. even you though guess? you already said some of them are wrong yes whatever <laughs> Steve is denial. We know this to be true. I think anger is Theo. Bargaining is Nell. Depression is Luke. And acceptance is Shirley. Okay. What are the real ones? Okay. So it goes in order of birth. No. Yeah. No. Steve is denial. (laughs) Shirley is anger. Theo is bargaining. Luke is depression. And Nell is acceptance. How is Nell acceptance? Um, I think she's the one who is... couldn't let the fucking house go. <laughs> exactly. So she's created... the opposite of acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think that this mostly applies to her after she's dead, which is most of the how show we see her <laughs> is, as, is already when she's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in, in the last scene where, um, in the house, she talks to all of her siblings, and they're able to say, you know, everything they wish they'd said to her. You know, I'm sorry mm-hmm. I didn't believe you. I'm sorry that we fought. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. And she just says, you know, you wouldn't have made a difference. And uh, 
I loved you fully and you loved me the same. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, very, she's very at peace. That's true. She does seem to accept the way she died. Yeah. How is Shirley anger? I I agree. I think that uh, Theo and Shirley could also be swapped in for each other. I think that bargaining is probably the hardest to portray. Fair. (laughs) Um, They said that, you know, Theo, for example, bargains when... um, so, so Theo also has this, this power from the house, um, which is that she's sensitive, as her mom says, in that if she touches something, um, or something touches her, she can learn things about it, sort of. She can kind of read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing, one huge mistake Theo makes is she touches uh, her sister's dead body because she wants to know and is thrown into this world of pitch black the ability to feel absolutely nothing uh and she's terrified and wondering if this is what death is um and suddenly when that feeling goes away she reaches for the closest person to her which it happens to be her sister shirley's husband oops oops isn't it to make it go away not when it goes away Yeah. yeah um but it's when the lights turn on, and so she's, like, relieved and also reaching for him. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so that's an example of, of bargaining when she confesses all of that to Shirley, is that yeah. she says, you know, I'm so glad I did it, because it that deep shame that mm-hmm. I felt is so much better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's an example Very of bargaining. And then, you know, Shirley's pissed at Steve the yeah. whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shirley's very controlling. Yeah. Uh, and so when she when it's not working, she gets angry yeah. a lot. That's true. Now I can sort of when I'm thinking yeah. back on it, I can see how Shirley's like sort of righteously angry the entire yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> she is. So I thought that was such No a... wonder you told me not to fucking Google I anything. Know. I bet you saw that and you were like, Claire, don't Google anything. <laughs> Absolutely. That is exactly, <laughs> I was exactly like, what happened. Please tell me not to do any work. Cool. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I I'm just going to reveal all of the things that I okay, that I go told you not to Google because of. Mm-hmm. There are the statues. Yeah, move yeah. Move between in the shots. No. Like you can't, like it, you'll, you'll be on the shot of a uh-huh. statue in the house uh-huh. and then it'll cut away and it'll cut back and the statue is in a different position. God, and there are hidden ghosts. What there are literally like dozens of times where there is a ghost face or body in the background of a shot i only saw like two the whole time when i was watching i don't mm-hmm. even remember where they were but i was like i don't like that yep <laughs> oh my god there's dozens of them that's so scattered. dope I now know. i do need to rewatch it actually yes <laughs> this is i was asking claire if she would rewatch this with me uh and she was like eh. and i was like <laughs> thinking to myself I'm like maybe when maybe i when tell her some done. stuff <laughs> she'll change her mind mm-hmm. yeah so that is excellent <laughs> let's see oh uh this is kind of a tiny one but um mm-hmm. when the dad makes his bargain uh to stay at the house in exchange for his kids being allowed to leave um he they he promises his ghost wife uh olivia that he's going to stay and then we see you know the door of the mysterious red room um swing open and the kids are allowed to leave and so the dad walks them out and then says you know oh i forgot something i'll you know be right back and then he and steve go back into the house and he reveals to steve you know like i'm staying here all of the ghosts that you've seen tonight were real and and he transforms into his younger self. Yeah. Because he's already dead. What? He killed himself. And that's how Olivia let the kids out. Oh my god. And so he's already dead when he sees off his kids. Stop! I am so emotional! <laughs> Dude, no! <laughs> <laughs> wow. This show is so good. I oh my know. god, it's so good. Okay. It occurs to me, I don't think we talked about the Red Room, because we talked yes. a couple times and we just cut off over Right, okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Red Room now. Mm-hmm. So there's a door in their house uh, when they're kids. 
a red door that's always been locked. They can't find the key to it. They can't break it down. It's just locked. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also see shadows moving behind it. So you know something's going on. Uh, So in the last episode, it's revealed that the red room changes. It manifests itself in different ways to entice the kids and that the house itself kind of shifts shape in order to uh, confuse and kind of devour its inhabitants. So mm-hmm. it's it becomes a treehouse for Luke and a game room for Steve. Um, what else? Uh, a, like, maybe just a sewing room sort of for a, the mom. Oh, a reading room for the That's mom. The a playroom for little Nell. Um, and I, uh, what was it for Shirley? For Theo, it was like, Oh, Theo's dance studio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I forget what it was for Shirley. Was it something for Shirley? Yeah. The only one it wasn't something for is the dad, which is, I wonder maybe why he stays the most sane. Interesting. It does seem like the house sort of leaves him alone for a lot of that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And I wonder whether that's like Mm -hmm. intentional on the house's behalf or like just kind of an oversight on the writers except or maybe when he's when he's the one who's like taking care of the mold and like Mm -hmm. drying everything like finding the dead guy behind the wall that's when it seems like it's really picking on him that's true (laughs) um but the only way that you can tell in the end if you are paying really close attention is that um the red room always has a red door and always has this rectangular tall window in Mm -hmm. the back of every shot which i did not notice which uh, yeah i didn't notice that either (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you an alternate ending that the writers really considered but didn't end up going with oh my god what (gasps) and it's that in the one of the final shots of the series is um an ending where steve and his wife are back together after their troubles and she's pregnant just like she always wanted to be showed this yes this is the i'm I'm first describing the actual scene that happened Mm -hmm. then i'll describe the change um and and luke is celebrating two years of sobriety and shirley and her husband worked out her infidelity and theo's happy with her girlfriend Mm -hmm. everybody's happy and mike flanagan said they seriously considered putting that telltale window in the background of that no, shot bitch while a jay got chills <laughs> oh my god that'd be such a bitch move i, I love know. it <laughs> and he was like it was ultimately too mean we couldn't do it <laughs> you know it's got to be really mean for <laughs> tv people not to do it i know can you imagine because by then they would have already shown the red room yeah and been like you know because they had like a montage sort of like here's when theo was in it and there was the window here's when the mom was in it and here's the window here's where theo whatever all that yeah uh and you see the window like it like zooms in and then zooms out and shows all the different forms the room Mm -hmm. took for everyone who lived there uh that would so have been if you'd been paying really close attention you would cruel. have seen I, I mean if it like zoomed out from the window and then the door closed and it was red i think everyone would have gotten it right <laughs> but that's fucking mean i, I love know. that so i thought that was pretty great mm-hmm. um let's see we just this is going to be a very unorganized podcast mm-hmm. we're not going in a strict order we here. call this you know what's dope <laughs> <laughs> yeah Check Um, this shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, another thing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about episode six called Two Storms. So, in this episode, there are four cuts. Just Oh, my God. (gasps) That's the funeral. Yes. Oh, my God. It's the episode where they're at the funeral home for Nell's funeral. um, And they... The funeral home? Oh, okay. (laughs) thought that was incorrect i was like oh the funeral home for nuts funeral (laughs) sorry yeah that that made linguistic sense (laughs) okay they're they're there for the fucking funeral um and then it's also a flashback to a night of a huge storm at their childhood house in hill Mm -hmm. house um and so it's these really long takes that kind of circle around the room in this really awesome way. Mm -hmm. So they looked really hard to pull off. You know, like you 
hand to the door where the dad's just coming in and you circle back around and all of the adult children are now children children again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're their tiny little selves as the dad sees them. And you circle back to the dad's face and then you circle back around again and they're the adults again. It's nuts. Like, I'm sure it wasn't... Like, I'm sure they have hidden takes in between those takes. No. Like, what? I watched videos about this. There are only four cuts. They rehearsed that thing like a play. They had a 24-minute take. No. Yes. I thought there were hidden takes through no. all of it. I was like, I was going to go into this whole thing about how that's impressive in itself because of the editing, but fuck me, dude. I know. <laughs> so it was just so crazy cool. Like, they had to design this entire, you know, funeral home slash hill house for it because at one point the dad gets lost in the funeral home and wanders into a flashback of hill house during its big storm and they have to do all their lines perfectly it was just that is crazy dope as shit (laughs) shit's tight as fuck yo (laughs) um so that was fucking cool another cool thing (laughs) you don't even have another cool no Okay, um, let's see. Okay, one of the, like, last couple of things I want to talk about is, um, one, uh, Nell's husband, Arthur, did he die of an aneurysm, the way that the logical explanation goes, or did the bent neck lady kill him the way that Nell thinks when she's still alive until it's revealed that she is the bent neck lady? Mm-hmm. Did the house kill him? Did yeah. And, and if so, then, like, how did the house kill him from so far away? They weren't yeah. in the house. Yeah. I really don't know about that one. Uh, I think it's very possible that it was just, like, the long, gross fingers of the house reaching out and, like, mm-hmm. tormenting Nell. Right. It's like, then. this is really gonna fuck her up. Yeah, over. exactly. Because <laughs> Arthur was her coping mechanism. He was helping her yeah. so much with her, quote, nightmares. Mm-hmm that it makes a lot of sense to think that the house would have done away with him or else they might never have gotten her back to the house in the first place. Yeah. It kind of makes it the convoluted looping back thing where like if Arthur hadn't died, she probably wouldn't have gone to Hill House Mm -hmm. and she probably wouldn't have died. So she wouldn't have become the bent neck lady, which then would not have gone and haunted her and made her so scared she couldn't get up and have him die (laughs) without her helping him. Time... Time is funny mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. with the house. It manipulates it. And yeah. It is older than all of us. <laughs> She'll be here long after we are gone. <laughs> that is the first line of the TV show, yeah. Wait, it is? I already I don't remember that. <laughs> what is the first line? One of the one of the first lines of the well, the first line of the TV show is Steve um narrating over oh, the yeah. house, which is his line His books. Because he wrote a book called Haunting of Hill House, which is about, Mm -hmm. which is how he gets famous. And it's about, you know, the experiences that he and his family had as a kid, as kids. And um, it's the lines from it, but they're actually the lines from Shirley Jackson's novel. I love that. What are the lines, though? It's like Hill House was there long before we got there and Hill House will be there long after we are gone. Let me look up the exact quote. Okay. Okay. No live organism can continue for long to exist sanely under conditions of absolute reality. Even larks and katydids are supposed by some to dream. And uh, then he, Steve says something that slightly alters the original quote. It's like, uh, Hill House had stood for a hundred years before my family got there and it might stand a hundred more. Um, Which is what I thought you were just referencing. <laughs> hilarious no i do not remember that at all <laughs> so there are peppered lines in and uh scenes from the original mm-hmm. uh, novel throughout which is why it's uh I, why i really want to read it now so yeah. that you can fully know oh, I, know. I bet it's a good book yeah it better be <laughs> yeah so they also have a couple references to um mike flanagan's old works in there really like um do you remember that real did you watch that really not great movie before i wake it was the one where the kids dreams came to life including his nightmares claire was the fucking canker man (gasps) was it yes wait was it let me look i think so (laughs) that it was oh my god (laughs) 
yeah. with the fucking butterflies with the fucking butterflies so there's a butterfly shot on the like a shot of a butterfly on the hand that's like supposed to rem- harken back to that or a long lingering look in a, a, a mirror shaped like the one from oculus oh oh wait because he did before i wake yeah oh that's stupid it does not speak mm. well for his work but it does not. everything else is really yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> honestly not sure why he did a callback to before i wake because that movie's a little stupid <laughs> but points for everything else you've ever done <laughs> yes the movie's fucking hilarious yes <laughs> spoiler alert for before i wake <laughs> <laughs> not really it's true it's not a spoiler <laughs> it's only a spoiler if we say what the canker man is <laughs> yeah which we won't don't worry okay if you really uh, want also watch, watch before shitty. i wake it's so funny <laughs> okay um last few things uh joey's storyline interests me for some reason joey joey is luke's addict friend who yeah who ends up she she runs away from rehab and he follows her to try to bring her back and he um gets money from his brother steve so that they can get a hotel room so that he can help her come down from her high um and she steals it and runs away from him uh and i don't know why that storyline just really caught my attention why why is joey part of this story what does she teach luke Hmm. it's a really good question (laughs) (laughs) so much of this is like yep yeah that's ambiguous all right (laughs) interesting a lot of this TV show is like, are their lives just shitty or is it the house? <laughs> is it bad luck or ghosts? <laughs> you decide. I I don't know. I really I thought Joey was interesting. Is she teaching him not to trust as much or Or is it literally just like this is what happens? Shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's giving him a taste of his own medicine because of the times that he stole and from his family in mm. order to get high. Yeah. The whole never trust an addict thing coming mm. back to bite him in the ass. Yeah. I don't know. It's playing off of Luke's goodness. And I think that's yeah. interesting. Cause everyone's characterization. Like, yeah. Cause they're like, don't go after her because then you can't come back to rehab and he goes after her anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, don't give her money. You can't trust her. And he gives her money anyway. And then now he has no money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is what happens bitch <laughs> yeah yeah um speaking of characterization mm-hmm. what do you think of each of the characters characterization like I the thought, kids y- yeah and as adults no i mean yeah just, yeah that's just the group name the- for the five of them <laughs> yes um the siblings i guess yeah uh i thought theo was particularly a well-rounded character what do you think yeah i thought she was definitely an enjoyable character. Um, I honestly think there wasn't, she wasn't one of the characters that was like hugely even portrayed on screen. Honestly, like so much time is spent on Nell and Luke Mm -hmm. and even on Shirley and a lot on Steve. I feel like Theo might even be like the least shown Hmm. of all of them. And when she is shown, you know, she's has a bunch of really interesting scenes like especially the confrontation with shirley where they talk about uh shirley's husband and Mm -hmm. what happened and uh you know when she touched nell and Mm -hmm. the depression and everything but honestly i feel like that was the only time we got like a really uh honest deep look at theo deep look at theo at all the rest of it she's like just kind of there or like yeah. sad <laughs> steve steve does call her a clenched fist at mm-hmm. one point and i that's yeah. pretty accurate She's for just like, like her presence her presence to me kind of like implies a lot but maybe doesn't say as much you know like it yeah. doesn't she's not very she she may not be actually explored fully mm-hmm. but she seems like that yeah I, I don't think, but I think that is interesting, too, because we, we see very little of her when they're kids, too. Like She's kind of a quiet character in general. She is, and when she's there, she's just, like, drunk. 
<laughs> when they're adults, adult, <laughs> not when they're kids. <laughs> She's not drunk when they're kids. Um, but I, I definitely think they're all really good characters, really interesting mm-hmm. characters. But I think I wouldn't single her out as like more pronounced mm-hmm. than the others mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. If anything, it would have to be Nell or Luke. Right. Spent so much time Very on both of them. Fleshed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about all of my well, this is dope thoughts <laughs> on a haunting of Hill House. This has been dope as shit. The episode. <laughs> uh, to wrap up, then uh, this show is fucking great. Uh, if you are still interested and haven't watched it, despite the lengthy and <laughs> thorough spoilers <laughs> we still didn't even cover like a bunch of stuff yeah. that i found out that's really cool there's a bunch of stuff buried in this <laughs> 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 buried um so watch it if you Bury haven't so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> uh watch it thank you thank you um and now very very briefly we will talk about new releases because i'm selfish (laughs) (laughs) pet cemetery is coming out april 2019 so i'm listening to the book on audible uh if you go to audible.com slash hatchet hatchet. i'm just kidding we are not sponsored by audible but i love audible already Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just like planting the seed for audible to sponsor me um it's narrated by the guy who plays dexter which is like super fun mm. uh but anyway it comes out april 2019 the movie does and the trailer looks so fucking good uh watch the trailer if you're interested uh, i'm definitely gonna see the movie like five thousand times when it comes out and then happy death day 2 is coming out <laughs> and i saw happy death day 1 and i actually enjoyed it so I'm going to go watch Happy Death Day 2, just add it to the pile. Uh, Venom was good and everyone else can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> when is the new Mutants movie going to come out? I feel like I've seen trailers for that for like two years. Yeah, I it's have the no idea. horror. They're really playing with their genres one. here. They really are. They're like, X-Men. let's do horror X-Men. And then I saw that trailer at least six like months a year ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and now nothing great that's it <laughs> thanks bye thanks bye okay. dink, dink, dink. Sorry. i hate you thanks for listening to our second episode of hatchet this was very freestyle shall freestyle. we freestyle thanks for joining us so we'll be back in like a month and a half for the third episode don't forget to, <laughs> don't forget to hit like and smash that subscribe button <laughs> Hit the bell icon. Shit, we're not on YouTube. (laughs) And don't forget to leave us a review. It really helps. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.